You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarlane. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Hey, welcome back to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. With me, a special guest host, Madeline Lerano. How are you, Madeline? I'm well, Steve. Thanks for having me back. Great to see you again. We are live in person in the flesh at Ultimate Connections in Las Vegas at the Bellagio. My first time here. Not at the Bellagio, but my first time at Connections. So. We're very excited that you're here. Great event uh, for our sort of annual well baby checkup with our friends from Ultimate Software. We'll, we'll introduce them in one second. Want to shout out to Trish McFarland, of course. Missed at the event, couldn't be here. So, yeah. Madeline, you're in the Trish seat. Yeah. For maybe the third, second or third Couple time, times. anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. Missing Trish. Yeah, missing Trish big time. So, yes, shout out to her. Hopefully so, make her proud. Hey. Real quick, Madeline, some exciting news out of Aptitude Research Partners, your firm that you co-founded and run with Molly Lombardi. You recently released some new research. I'd love for you to tell our listeners about that. Sure. Thanks, Steve. Um, We just released a big report on the recruitment marketing space. Mm -hmm. So we looked at really helping to define the space. I think there's a lot of confusions and misperceptions around what recruitment marketing is. A lot of providers are misrepresenting themselves. So what? we wanted to, I know, outrageous. <laughs> Never happened before, first time. Um, but we wanted to define the space and then define the leading players as we, as we, saw, as we see them in the market, and then also um, look at the unique differentiators that companies need, mm-hmm. should think about. Cool. And how do folks find that research? They can go to aptituderesearchpartners.com, and it's right there on the homepage. Awesome. It's free. Free. Our research is free. So that's the nice thing. Wow. Hey, that's great. So yeah. check that out. Um, you guys spent a lot of time on it. And I know I saw you at a couple of events last year doing your some of the primary research and yeah. doing some candidate, uh, candidate uh, customer interviews and vendor interviews. So I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Thank you. Now that it's free. I can, yeah, it's I can free. Jump right on <laughs> you it. have no excuse now. We'll give you the discount. Awesome. So hey, great. Uh, great to, so great to have you here. Great to see you again. And let's welcome our guests. We have two guests sitting across the table from us. First, let's go the to the newest person first, right. making his HR Happy Hour show debut, Mr. Woo-hoo. Armin Berjikli. I said that right. You said it perfectly. Senior Director, Strategy, Workforce Intelligence. Intelligence. That's a lot to say. Armin, lot to at say. Ultimate Software. Welcome, Armin. How I'm are thrilled, you? I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Steve. Folks may know you yeah. from your former company. Right. That was recently acquired by Ultimate. Maybe tell tell just a tiny bit about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so previous to Ultimate, I started um, and was the CEO of a company called Kenjoya, and Kenjoya was focused on the idea of workforce intelligence, and particularly was around some innovations in the technology that helped us understand data through almost a human lens. Like we basically brought to bear. Um, analysis that moved into the qualitative data, so how people felt, you know, what were their emotions, um, what were their attitudes about what, and what would that mean in terms of their performance and their satisfaction at work. And so um, we built some products, um, namely the perception product um, around employee feedback. And um, it's been a match made in heaven with the ultimate team because cultures have matched and the product roadmaps have matched. 
And so we're off and running. That was yeah. about six months ago. It's now. exciting. We're it, going yeah. to talk some more about what you guys are doing with perception and how awesome. that fits into the ultimate ecosystem here yeah. in a second. Absolutely. But we first <laughs> must welcome back, making her triumphant return. <laughs> what is this? Three, four? To the, I think I want to say I wanna, probably your fourth appearance. I think it is. One it's of the most popular Which guests. is probably wow. the most yeah. frequent guest in the show history. It's Let's welcome you first and then we can talk about <laughs> it. Let me get into the statistics. Cecile Alpner LaRue, Vice President, HCM Innovation and Ultimate Software. I think so the most much. frequent HR happy hour guest of all you know time. What? It's, it's, I, can't, I can't help myself from coming back. It's always so much fun. I think that um, we definitely get into all sorts of crazy, uh, exciting topics. And we also go off on, on many, many tangents. But I think they're important. As long as it all comes around to people, which we all agree on, uh, I think it, it's, it's all great. So we're delighted to be here. It is great to see you again, Cecile. Great to be at the event. Ultimate puts on an amazing event for, for, for their customers. And it is really all about the customers, right? And we Absolutely. even heard yesterday there was certain information that you're not going to share publicly until it's yeah. ready to go, ready to be consumed by your customers, which is, I think, really kind of kind of yeah. a good approach. We have no prospects, no salespeople are ever allowed to come to this event. And yeah. Considering right. Maroon 5, you know, tomorrow night, a lot of people are pretty upset about that. But that is something that our CEO, Scott Shear, has always been very committed to. This is an event for customers. This is for them to learn, to network, to be together, to get all sorts of information. It is not a sales event. Yeah, I have a friend who's a salesperson at Ultimate, yeah. really nice lady. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw her recently and I said, hey, I'll see you at Connections. She's, like, She's going, no, I'm not allowed to come. Oh, so uh, I felt badly for us. But um, hey, maybe we can do, since we, we were joking, we do the yep. well-baby checkup. We, yep. Third or fourth year in a row, we've been here doing this. But um, the, the story in some ways is, is the same as it's been, the, yeah. the customer focus, people yeah. first, but in many ways it's different. And, yeah. and Ultimate is kind of, I don't know, in some ways kind of the unsung colossus of HR tech in some ways, because so many things have happened the last few years. Maybe if yeah. you could give us 90 seconds, two minutes on, on where, well, where are things with Ultimate, what's happening, and then the, we'll talk about what's going, yeah. going to happen in the future. Yeah, I think, th thank you very much for, for that opportunity. So Steve, we've always been seen as sort of uh, a great player in the payroll space, even really, really deep across all of HCM solutions. Um, our focus has always been on putting people first. It's from our from the absolute uh, start. That's our culture. It's also something that informs how we develop, design products. Um, but what we've really been doing in the last couple of years has been to shift our our focus on less of the transactional. We know we've got to get all the transactional stuff down. But that's kind of a, a foregone conclusion. We wouldn't be here if it weren't a foregone conclusion. And last year we talked a lot about how important, for us, the, the definition of engagement, that's really just the result of a great employee experience. So over the past year, and the um, bringing on Armin and the whole team from Kenjoya is a great example of right. that, we've really been focused on how do we deepen and really truly make the employee experience something that goes beyond phenomenal, that gets to a really deep understanding of people. And we've always been focused on people, so we feel like it's a natural progression for us. And our goal is to really lead and actually transform HCM software in general to be much more about deeply understanding people across all of the applications. And that even goes into things as unlikely as payroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... So that's what we're about, and, and I, I know the employee experience is really important, but that, that continues to be a theme, and you and I talked about this last year, I think, right. on the show, where 
we always think about the digital employee experience, and the digital employee experience is so important, but so much of what technology can do is also enhance the non-digital side, the actual human-to-human side, by enabling leaders to be better at understanding people, which obviously has a huge impact on the employee's experience also. Yeah, I, I made a joke. I, I, you're, I think you're right, Cecile. I think it's important. I mean, I, I think, I've always said this, Madeline, too, like, when I've said this with Trish, like, the, the shows are the most fun when we're in person together yeah. doing and we can look yeah. at each other and see each other. But I had a call this morning where someone asked me about, uh, oh, I said, oh, someone asked about, you know, uh, I don't know, sponsoring something at HR Tech. And, yeah. and the person on the, on the line was, well, what company was it? And I'm like, oh, I don't remember. And, and they said, well, can't you just send me the email? It's like, oh, no, it, was, it wasn't an email. It was like a real live interaction where the person asked me about it. It's the worst. I can't, right. Now I can't remember anything about it. The name of the person, what is the name this? of the company. But I remember that. Was that horrible. was a very yeah. cool interaction. I know it happens. I know it happens. <laughs> it's just this amorphous thing floating around my head. So, But it kind of makes me think about, like, the question I want to ask yeah. after your comments, Cecile, is how do we get, how do companies get to really know their people? What are some of the mechanisms, the, the processes, the avenues, I mean, the technologies sure. that you guys worked on at Enjoy for so many years and now, now, now are here at Ultimate uh, Software? How do we get to know people better? So I think the, the first thing, I mean, there are a lot of sort of major, major trends going on in, in this space in particular. And the one that is probably the nearest and dearest to my heart and that will answer that question the best is that we have to truly treat the employee experience as we always have the customer experience and instead we have to listen to the voice of our employees. We have to listen to the voice, not just listen and say okay that's interesting but also take action. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been, you know, we give great data, we provide you know all these predictive analytics to help people get more information and better understand but we don't always take the next step to let people to answer the question of, okay, now what? I've got this great data. So the voice of the employee, you know, leadership's always going to be important. And in, com- in combination with that focus on the voice of the employees, I think it's really, really important to know your leaders have to be, but you also need HR leaders to be listening to the voice of the employee. And that requires HR being a lot more nimble. So those are sort of the, the major trends yeah. um, that we're seeing in the space. But the voice of the employee really, to me, is, is one of the cr- most critical things that has to change. And part of the difficulty is employees, who they are, is getting a little bit more complicated. It's getting more complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a simple survey, it didn't, it didn't ever really cut it, but it's really not cutting it anymore. Mm-hmm. A survey that's given once a year, every other year, you, you know, you compile data over eight weeks, by the time you're done, people are like, whatever happened to yeah. that information, right. Right? right? So I think that's kind of frustrating for a lot of employees to not be heard. Yeah, yeah. the listening, I think one key takeaway I, I got, especially from this conference, was listening, how important, mm-hmm. um, and you see that in the services you provide to your customers and in the technology enhancements that you're making, is that employee experience is, a, is really about listening. Yeah. And it's doing it not just for employees, to your point, but candidates, new hires. Yep. Um, and it's thinking about that life cycle. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So we're listening and <laughs> yep. we're compiling data. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think one of the things we've kind of, that's happened the last, I don't know, five years in HR tech is... Um, We've got so much data, yeah. so much of it that like there, it's almost a shortage it of it, right? When, and, and, and Armin, you can talk about this in a second. Some of it, you know, the really uh, precise, structured data that we have in our HR and our payroll systems, and maybe even in some of our other 
uh, talent management systems sure. like competencies and yep. checkboxes and all that stuff, all yep. that stuff that fits into the old relational yeah the more transactional files. processes that we're all that yeah. we all that are near and dear to our hearts. Then we've got a lot of yeah. other stuff, right? A yes. lot of unstructured stuff. Yeah. We have resumes. We've got comments on performance reviews. We've got feedback in, say, uh, I don't know, a tool that that's doing rewards and recognition, Absolutely. And, and maybe a million other things. You even have commenting just so, on, you know, in in what a work in. Uh, Work systems, systems of work, where people are actually communicating and collaborating, right. uh, you know, online. Armin, you guys, you and your team at Kenjoy, a long time ago, started thinking about this. So I'd love for you to comment a little bit about what you think about what you guys have done, and then how folks mm-hmm. listening to this show who are sure. maybe just starting to think about their data, right. what are some of the things they can do to make better sense of all this data they have, with the goal of listening and better understanding this voice of the employer. Yeah, sure. Thank sure. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Bring it all back. Right. Bring it. Tie it up. Um, so I think the fundamental premise that we um, pursue with you know our work now and our work in the past is this idea that if we're dealing with employees and teams, we have to acknowledge their humanity, right? And um, that seems like a very lofty philosophical statement, but really it does break down to a pretty straightforward thing, which is people think and feel, right? Their left brain, their right brain, um, they're rational and irrational. And so, you know, yes, there's a flood of data. We've never met a company, no matter how small, that needs more data, honestly, in this world, right? It's never been the challenge. The challenge is always, like, figuring out the signal uh, in all of that noise. And, you know, what I always put forward is that if you have a hope or a prayer of doing intelligent um, actions with that data in the HR space, you have to go back to the fact that a person's driven by their emotions um, as much, if not more so, than their logic. Yeah. Right. Um, if we were purely logical creatures, like no one would ever like leave a Google job, right? Um, and yet they have attrition, just like anybody else. So, um, what we'd like to see essentially is one: um, all data is interesting to us, right? So you guys rattle off a bunch of interesting ones. There's also Glassdoor, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the the market um, is becoming more transparent for what's going on at companies, both internally and externally. It used to be that you could kind of bury under the rug that you're having like management issues. Or the challenges, for example, that Uber's going through. Some of that could have been um, off the radar, but now... Or would have you know, been hard to yeah. find for the average right. Correct, person, right? but now it's out there. Yeah. So, I mean, that means the challenge isn't just like, i got to understand my employees for my internal purposes, but also i got to understand what's going on, and I can't pretend, right. you know, that that's happening in a vacuum. Like, that information is going to get out there. Isn't, so, one, of yes. the cha- uh-huh. isn't one of the challenges, though? You, you were talking about these sort of traditional... The, mm-hmm. the, the way that we're used to seeing data is pretty well structured. It fits into neat tables and all these other sorts of right. things, but right. this data is harder to get at yeah. and part of that is and I know I've heard you talk mm-hmm. about this a little bit but it's unstructured it's everywhere it's all over the place so we need to get signals but we also right. have to be able to make sense of this right. totally right. unstructured data yeah. so how does that work? that's a phenomenal point right so basically like you know in that world of data um, you know if you look at that left brain right brain stuff it works very similarly in data where you have like statistical data multiple mm-hmm. choice questions birthdays you know <laughs> salary it's very structured right. we know what to expect then you have that um, gorgeous, messy, terrifying world of unstructured data, which is things like comments or performance reviews where someone just kind of conversationally creates data. And that is the runaway favorite as time goes on, right? Most data is unstructured. And um, in fact, sort of the way the generations are playing out, like we have more and more of an expectation that we just communicate the way we want to without following structure. Um, And in fact, now we have an expectation that that's understood and reacted to immediately, which underlies the more of the thematics that we have to chase after. So the technology that we're bringing to bear, which we're now calling Xander, by the way, we uh, introduced it yesterday. Yeah, we're going to get to the Xander. Kind of like give a little bit of a preview there. (laughs) Technology Um, is is the uh, ability to take in both that statistical data, but also that 
qualitative feeling. Um, figure out, again, emotions, attitudes, um, intents, read between the lines, the same way that you'd hope that you could do if you're an effective manager, take everyone to coffee, right? right. That doesn't scale, even at the right. smallest organization. Mm -hmm. So how can we purpose technology to help managers, teams, um, change your organization for the better by giving them some of that scale, some of that advantage. And what I always, always stress, um, above all, and I hit it as many times as I can, the um, obsession with technology and all the alphabet soup of machine learning, natural language processing, artificial intelligence, that's all cool. Like, we can geek out over it. If it doesn't help a person do their job better, if it doesn't help a company improve, who cares, right? That's for the academic world. It's not allowed to be in the corporate world. And so I direct our teams here is that if it doesn't change an organization for the better, forget it. Yep. And we must always serve the customer with it. And I think ultimate people first company, that's our, our slogan, our AI is people first in that it's never about replacing a person's job or playing you know, right. uh, HR with a joystick. It's augmenting, it's augmenting right. people and letting them do the jobs they always hoped they could do, but technology was letting them down. So yeah. this yeah. is really fun stuff for me. And as you can imagine, I, I love talking about it. Yeah. I, I like what you said too about um, you know, earlier today, predictive and prescriptive. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And I think that's empowering to HR leaders, yeah. it's not intimidating. Yeah, right. and, it, and it takes us all the way back to our theme for Connections this year, that right. is, which is to elevate. elevate. And it's about, elevate. You know, for us, the focus for the employee experience or in improving the experience is about elevating that experience and it comes from deepening an understanding of people. So it really, really is all about, you know, how do we better understand people, get at right. that emotional information right. and be able to make better yeah. decisions. And I, I think a big part of this for, for HR folks who are listening to this is, is the importance of the technology. Like you, you mentioned, I'm in the alphabet soup of the right. acronyms and all that. And uh -huh. That stuff's going to be impossible for most people. Yes. Not just HR people, no. every Everybody. person. Yeah. 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 I did exactly. a show last week about the ACA yes. in 2017. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I made it a, 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 a comparison. So all I know about how laws get passed is like that schoolhouse rock video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. And that's it. That's, that's all I ever good. learned. And apparently, that's not the whole way that laws work. <laughs> I learned last happen. week. Yeah, other, other, other ways of really? yeah. 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 We were ripped off that right. day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that little jingle doesn't have the reconciliation oh. word. It's not in there, which I learned about last week. That's right. But the same thing with data. So this, right. this me messy, confusing data. Like I uh -huh. was, I could get my hands around. If I remember the acronym right, uh, uh, some farmers grow We only remember that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Select from oh, where, yeah. order yeah. by. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. Wow. I can pull the data. Brought goes yeah. to the past back. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're not doing it that way? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a way back yeah. machine. I'm, back <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so old. So. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, I, so not to oversimplify what you're doing, sure. but working on for sure. a really long time. But like, uh -huh. so what kind of are the things that the technology can do? Sure. Your technologies that you're building can yeah. do to sort of help us better understand and listen to people yeah. right. based on this right. amorphous blob of data that we have, say, in a performance review or a Glassdoor review or sure. many other places. What, yeah. what does your, your technology do to make that kind of mm -hmm. understandable and then right. coming action? Right. So set the stage first, which is, you know, we're all used to taking surveys. And it's a great example um, where if you take multiple choice questions, are you satisfied with X? You know, you, one to five. There's a number that comes out of that, okay? Now, if I'm on the receiving end of that survey, 60% are satisfied, okay? That's the what. What's the why? Like, how do I make the 60% 100%? And that, if you, you know, remember from your own experience of anything else you'd like to tell us, <laughs> that open-ended thing yeah. that is 
again, um, both exciting and terrifying to people because it's exciting because you can kind of conversationally just write what's on your mind. You don't have to be a genius and come up with the world's greatest survey. You can just ask what's going on. It's terrifying because the data that comes back from that is just people writing stuff. Yeah. Who and knows? Then, and then yeah. it ends up in a, in a spreadsheet of the yeah. comments. Yeah. You know? right. There's, that, exactly. there's that, that column of the comments. You're like, you got to read through them and try to quantify right. or like try to categorize them, but forget it. Yeah. And, and, and those themes, and if you can touch on the of themes course, that come absolutely. out to me, that's and, you know, and usually the person cool reading it has a vested interest in the outcome. So you have right. kind of biases. So not only is it painful, but it's also inaccurate to go through it by hand. So what we did is we sort of figured out the technology that could look at an open-ended survey response or a performance review or a glass door comment or whatever and figure out what would a person think about this, right? Like what emotions are being displayed right. here? What themes in the workplace? Are they talking about training? talking about onboarding? talking about senior management? And then what's their sort of calibration to that? Are they excited, worried, uh, enthusiastic? How much? And then why? Right, and so what we do is we look at it and we get all these signals, about 140 new signals that okay. we brought to bear, and they kind of complement what traditional analysis would have been, which is like, how long is it? And how many times do they use the word the? And we now say like, okay, they're excited about this, they're worried about that, it's pretty um, you know, high intensity, um, and this is the trend, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. And that information is exactly what you want if you're looking at the data as a person. And of course, if you then put that into a product, you can do sort of aggregations, trending, root cause analysis, you're getting to the why. So all yeah. of our customers always said, I had so much of the what, I need the why, or I had numbers, I need answers. And so this is the directionality of getting to answers. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, we, I think what we're overwhelmed with when it comes to data is the what. It's, yeah. it's what we don't get enough of is what next and what do I do with all of this, all these yeah. what's that I have or why so yeah. that I can actually make some progress, make some changes, do something with that data because yeah. there's data I mean, everywhere. Yeah, I also think context is really important. Yeah, totally. Agree. Yeah. So like I saw last... Oh, I should. I'm leaning away from the microphone. That's okay. I, yeah. I should know how to do this. 278 shows. I'm like, oh, let me think about this. Look the air, man. I'm glad the photographer left. He didn't catch that. So, just a half lean. I saw they released like the, the results of the survey. Well, what's the most happiest country? Or the happiest right. country yeah. is yeah. whatever. Right. And all right. the headline is, oh, all right, Nor was it Norway? Okay. It Norway. Highest taxes, though. Yeah. Ooh, Norway's yeah. the happiest country. So, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, yeah. move exactly. to Norway? Right. Or how Depends happy. How, how yeah. Happiness is to How happy right. should we Marian be? Right? right? Yeah. Is it what's the, the so right important. level of happiness we should be comfortable with? It right. maybe we should have right. a little unhappiness because that makes us want to try to make yeah. things better, right? right. I think there's right. a lot of that. So just yeah. that, that, yeah. that I'm just that, gonna sit around and be happy. Oh, that's yeah. what. Right. So I think that happens with engagement, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about oh, yeah. the traditional yes. look at engagement. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're 68 percent. Mm-hmm. Well, Madeline, your org is 72, and I'm 68. Right. Well. Yeah, well, what's good what or is bad? Good? I, I was I just going to say, what is good? Is good. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe 68% is actually incredible for your org because a year ago, it was 50. Right. And for you, 72 is actually bad because a year ago, it was 85. Right. Right. Those are the things that we don't get from just a number. Right. Yeah, and so right. the context mm-hmm. is often lacking in a lot yeah. of these kinds of mm-hmm. statistics. And then As the other, trends. The, yeah, and, and then, then maybe ultimately, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Pick that good word. I'm gonna, we have to talk about Xander in a second yes. too. But uh, mm-hmm. but ultimately to take us to what do I do with this information, right? right? right. So right. so mm-hmm. what is it? Why is it happening? Now what should I do next? So maybe we can talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that part of the story, yeah, right? Absolutely. And there's a bit of the predictive analytics mm-hmm. that that feed into the story as well. Yeah. But I think what I was probably most impressed with 
of what I've seen the last day and a half here is how you're starting to really connect the dots, yes. both from a process and, and, and get you, you know, uh, thinking about it perspective, but also from a technology perspective. Yeah, so maybe absolutely. we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. And, and I think I, I do have to say there's one of my very favorite um, context stories, because you were talking about that, is there, you know, one of the responses that we had seen was, this is hella something or other. And most people, they see the word hell and that, you know, jumps yeah. out and it's like, oh, no, no, no. Well, no, that's a really good thing because this person is of, you know, is a millennial and that's how they say this is really great. So, you know, that to get back to that mm -hmm. whole context. Mm -hmm. But um, well, one of the things that, that we announced was we really gave a name to the underlying technology, which is really powering um, not just sentiment analysis and all of these things and started out with a product from Kanjoya um, mm -hmm. that is now UltiPro Perception that's available today. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the more exciting things is that this technology has a name and the name is Xander <laughs> and that name, um, that named technology is going to become sort of the, the foundational element in everything on all of the technology that we do so that we have things like potentially bias detection mm -hmm. across everything that we do not just not just a diversity and inclusion product because again bias goes across every single you know every single mm -hmm. aspect of how an organization works and so we want to be able to embed that deep understanding in everything that we do and so we're starting in a few areas um, some of it's still you know, under wraps. We can't right. really talk about it. But, um, but I think it's that that will be underlying and powering everything that we do. And there are a lot of different ways that you can look at it. But a technology that can parse, understand, uh, provide that deep um, understanding, and then recommended uh, actions really deep analytics also yeah. subtle mm -hmm. very interesting information that really d determines in this particular case this is the right path to take that's going to be part of every single thing that we do it can it sort of underlies and it also overlays mm -hmm. uh, getting that deeper understanding across the board so I don't know yeah. if you want to talk a little bit about yeah absolutely you know, Xander I mean, itself sure. and yeah. what that means. <laughs> so Xander by the way for the the, the origin of the name um, it was inspired by Alexander Graham Bell, who everyone knows, like the main story around him in the telephone. But we most people don't know is he also was very passionate about making uh, the deaf be able to hear and understand, not hear, but understand okay. um, what was going on. So for us, it's sort of an inspiration of you know lots of people are talking. Is anyone listening? And how can we help them listen and ultimately do something about it and react to it uh, in intelligent ways? So um, I think. For me, the Xander approach, yes, it's a basket of technologies and very proud that like, no one else has this stuff. We dedicated, yep. um, at, I can enjoy it, many people's professional careers and academic careers um, over a decade to build this. But really, again, it's back to that philosophical approach that if there's some outcome that we're interested in, whether that be like a revenue outcome or employee satisfaction outcome, retention outcome, there's a couple of signals that go into that. It's yeah. how I feel and there's some facts on the ground, yeah. right? And again, if you're gonna try and model, predict, understand, prescribe, your technology better be up for the challenge right. to capture those signals and understand and interpret them. So we're already starting with like this massive running start. Yeah. And then it's um, a direction to the team that we give, which is if it doesn't help a company get better, it's not worth pursuing. But that's not worth productizing. So it's not about throwing like 200 different predictors of random inane things against the wall, hoping to get some PR out of it. It's about actually making the ones that we do have. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, an expanded set as time goes on. But those help people. 
Um, I like to always say that most managers weren't trained to be managers, right? They were like good at some job and then they became the leader of other people who are yeah. good at that job. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody and, teaches yes, people exactly. in school how to be a manager right. or a leader, yeah. for sure. That is one of those things. Like, Absolutely. Not everyone's born a leader right. and a lot of people don't actually get a lot of development yeah. or training to be yeah. able to do that. So let's talk about yeah. those recommendations right. that actually make people. Yeah. So, I mean, if, the point is like if, if this Xander approach basically can understand the data with the benefit of sort of the human angle right. as well as the benefit of the computer angle, which is scale and volume and the ability to limit bias, you should be able to then produce the results in ways that people can understand. You don't need to go to school to like understand weird scatter plots and bar charts. You should be able to have essentially plain language results for an everyday manager, uh, frontline, direct labor, etc., to be able to understand. So that is um, a part three of sort of our, our triumvirate of like listening, understanding, acting, right. is that the acting part is distributing this data, the intelligence in a way that every manager can understand, no matter their background, doing it in real time, of course, all the wonderful things, again, that technology brings. But it needs to be the fa- acknowledging the fact that HR happens between you and your manager, not you and your VP of HR. I've never met a company, just like I've never met a company that has too little data, I've never met a company that has an overstaffed HR department. So we really need to start pushing on technology to say, serve the people who are acting as HR, which is those frontline managers. And so again, like the excitement I have is you're taking a really significant set of breakthroughs in tech, um, the Xander Collective, and calling it you know people first artificial intelligence. Right. And I'm giving you these examples of how we essentially are um, setting the expectations of how this needs to actually manifest mm-hmm. beyond any sort of marketing sheet mm-hmm. yeah. or talking point in a PowerPoint. It better be real in the product in these ways. Yeah. yeah. And the way you talk about AI, I mean, I love the people first AI. I think it's so powerful. Um, but the way you talk about it and the way you talk about Xander and the way it's been explained here, um, I think helps clarify this whole like nebulous area of mm-hmm. what is AI and, and HR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally like calling it augmented intelligence yeah. rather than right. artificial yeah, intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's just because <laughs> yeah. you know artificial right. is like that sounds bad. Right. Like, yeah. Why is yeah, that? It's, it's not intimidating. It feels like very <laughs> yeah. empowering to me. And you know, the so let's coin it. Should we decide that yeah. we can coin yeah. it? Right here. Yeah. Done. <laughs> So, Matt, but that's a really interesting point because I was yeah. concerned as we started, you know, right. before we started the show and we're uh-huh. talking through these topics, like I was a little concerned, like this is, you know, folks are going to listen to this and it's only like a 30, 35 minute show right. and right. we're really just tapping, yeah. you know, yeah. at the door of some of these concepts that like it, it's just tough to get your, your arms around, right? Yeah. Because people like me, simple people like me, they want it. <laughs> I want a three minute video yeah. with a nice song like Schoolhouse Rock <laughs> to, to understand it. But I, but I think if we... Concentrate back on Armin. What you talked about mm-hmm. today, this is and Cecile as well. Yeah. The listening part first, right? Yeah. Listen to that voice of employee. Finding tools, technologies to support you in in, in augmenting yeah. that yeah. listening capability, yeah. and then finally understanding the data and making yeah. sense out of it. Mm-hmm. And then the last step, of course, is making it actionable, actionable. which is the thing we've heard for a hundred years right. about right. the traditional employee engagement survey market, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's kept Gallup business partially <laughs> yeah. for for, right. for decades, right? right? Just don't and, act yeah. though. Yeah. That's, you know? yeah. People really struggle with that. I, did I ever tell you this? I was talking to a, a, a prospect about a year ago, and they said, you know, we just stopped doing surveys because we knew we weren't going to do anything with the data. And I'm like, oh, that's so depressing yeah. for your employees. Yeah. You're like, yeah, so we just don't do them anymore. And I honestly think yeah. that challenge becomes more acute in a world where mm-hmm. we're going to be asking questions more often, right? right? So right. That, that cottage industry yeah. of the pulse, and this is not Absolutely. what you guys do, but mm-hmm. yeah. the pulse survey the pulse industry survey, yeah. showed up out of nowhere about right. three yeah. years ago. And right. I got pitched a dozen of them yeah. for HR I Tech know. one in one year. <laughs> and I and thought the same thing. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to make people feel any better if we ask them every day 
how they feel. Right. Yes. And we still yes. don't do anything about I it. I still don't right. feel good and you haven't done anything. Right. The research we do is we find when a company gets to that point where we've done the survey, now what? They just launch another survey. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's all. It. It's the only we need action. more information, yeah. action really, plan. to know what what should we do with yeah. this information. Let's go ask a few more questions to clarify. So one of the worst yeah. things you can do as an executive team is collect data that you don't do anything right. with. Right? right. It immediately breaks oh, the trust, an and the next time the survey yeah. comes, people just go one 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 one, and they finish it uh, just to get it done. <laughs> right. um, we found is like even though our surveys, if you think about it, it's harder to answer an open ended question like what's going on. Like, I got to think. Um, we find that the completion rates are much higher because people realize that the data you're contributing is actually understood yeah. and it becomes something that is in your you know manager's vocabulary in very, very short order. And so people want to contribute. They ultimately work there. They spend their days there. There's untapped potential. Everyone wants to improve where they are. What we're looking at is let's see all those areas of technology and products and support and services where that can actually connect the dot. My intention can meet its end mm -hmm. and improve the experience. And so that's why like, I wake up every day super excited because <laughs> this is the beginning of a very long journey. We should all be realistic and humble about it. Um, there's a lot to learn and figure out, but I think if we keep our guiding star and that, like, that employee experience is what we need to improve, yeah. let's figure out ways to do it in different ways. Um, it's exciting and at any level that someone wants to engage with it, whether it be the super geeky machine learning part right, right. or just, you know, I want to know what part. comes out. Yeah, um, we hope to be a partner in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is great. And again, we're, we're just scratching the surface. There's yeah. lots more to come in 2017. For sure. Xander. <laughs> Xander's Xander's cool. Our new best friend. <laughs> I know. It's a, we're going to invite Xander next time. Yeah. So next year we're going to have Xander. What name came in second place? Do we know? Can we say? I don't think I'm allowed to just hear it. A little red dot will show up on my head. What I like about it too is I feel like there's so many AI solutions out there, even outside of HR, that are just female names. Right. This is a male name. That's so true. And it's, you know, there's, there's Cortana, there's Alexa, and they're all helping people. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we've got Xander helping understand people, taking the softer side, some of those softer skills that we always sort of assume. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we do bias detection also with, with Xander, yeah. right? right? And Xander can actually say, oh, wow, if you're using those terms, you're kind of gearing that particular uh, mm -hmm. requisition toward a woman. Also, like on the yeah. job description side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. really powerful that's technology. Really I love that guys are helping out at this point, you know, yeah. with Xander. We're going, <laughs> Xander. We're going to be talking about that specific topics some more at okay. HR Tech this year for sure and right. some of these topics yeah. as well. So maybe yeah. we fold in a little of this into our women in HR tech stuff. Oh, I'd love to do that. Because uh, yeah. I think there's an opportunity yeah, there to get some men involved. Armin, you could be the first man yes. Yes. that gets yeah. involved in women in HR That's tech right. this and we'll year. And we'll call you Xander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Which would be awesome. <laughs> All right, so this has been fantastically fun. It's always great to come to UltiConnect. Great to be here. Great event. Madeline, your first one. Amazing event. And I'm shocked at the level of service and innovation happening at the same time. Uh, that's very impressive to me, having been to so many of these. That's so. So great it's been a great hear. story over the last few years. I hope to get to continue to be part of you helping you share that story next year and Absolutely. beyond. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll come back again, hopefully. So for yeah. uh, Armin, for Chipley, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, also my rookie year. Great here. job. <laughs> year. Great Thanks to for see me. you. Wonderful. Yeah. Cecile Aper Larue, yeah. another. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank the you for HR allowing show. me to come back and uh, blather on a little bit. We'll so. do this again soon. And Madeline Lerano, thanks for sitting Thank in. You, Thank you, Steve. AptitudeResearchPartners.com. Yep. And ultimatesoftware.com. And thank you. Awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank me. <laughs> Without me, of course. Without me, none of this is possible. That's right. Go to hrtechconference.com, buy a ticket, please. Awesome. Help me out. So We miss you, Trish. We will be there. We miss Trish. Trish. We'll see her again soon. Yeah. Uh, that's it from the HR Happy Hour Show. I'm not sure what's up for next for me. They're going to be home for a week or two. And nice. we'll take this show back out on the road and see what happens. Equifax. Uh, yeah, that will be fun. Mm -hmm. And and a little birdie told me going back to China. 
HR Tech China coming up wow. soon. Bringing it back. More to come on that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, thanks so much for listening to the HR Happy Hour show. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all the places. Uh, search for HR Happy Hour. Never miss a show. Send us your cards, your letters. We'll see you next time from the HR Happy Hour show. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.